What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, hello. How are you doing? It's a beautiful day out there, as our friend Bono would say. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It's Tuesday, June the 13th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 879 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, we've got another great show for you here today. Here in our first hour, we're going to be joined by our regular Tuesday guest. Yes, he's back on Tuesday. He's the news director of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com. But more importantly, he's our NBA and hoops expert. It'll be Richard Clark. Uh, now, I've already messaged with him a few times this morning, so I'll go ahead and let you know uh, he's going through uh, – uh, several stages of depression or actually the first stages of depression this morning because the NBA finals have only been over what it ended about 11 last night. So as we're doing this live here, I don't know about eight o'clock, uh, or eight o'clock, about eight hours after, uh, the NBA finals have ended. So he's in just the very initial stages of depression right now, but uh, we're going to let him uh, talk it out, give him a chance to, uh, to look back at the 2022, 23 uh, NBA season, which ended last night with the Denver Nuggets, with Junius Smith III's Denver Nuggets winning the uh, NBA Finals. Uh, just listen, first-time champions, and uh, they couldn't have picked a better time to win a championship to win for our friend uh, Junius. Yes, I have already ordered him a championship T-shirt, so uh, he's going to have a T-shirt to be uh, walking around with, and I'm uh, very excited about that, but Hey, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Do I have any Denver Nuggets friends who are fa or fans who are friends? <coughs> Denver Nugget fans who are friends. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say there. Because I don't know, other than Junius, who has proudly, four years, I've known Junius now for 10 years, and one of the very first hats I ever saw him in, and if you, if you know Junius well, you know he loves his hats, Is uh, was a Denver Nuggets hat. I know one year for Christmas, uh, Linda and I got him a uh, Denver Nuggets hat. So he is, uh, he's got to be very excited about this and who can blame him? I mean, man, Denver just blasted their way through the NBA playoffs this year. They, uh, it just, just an amazing season for them. True NBA champions. I think they're going to go down when all is said and done. Uh, well, we've had 75 years of the NBA or whatever. They're going to go down as one of the top 10 or 12 teams, uh, in a single season, for sure. I mean, man, the way they went through the NBA playoffs this year was nothing short of amazing. Uh, they established themselves as the number one seed, as the, the best team in the NBA, and uh, even though they kind of coasted in the final month or six weeks of the regular season, 
man, when the real when the real games began in the playoffs, they showed uh, exactly how good of a team they are. So congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations to Junior Smith third and uh, any of my friends who happen to be uh, Denver Nuggets fans. But we'll talk to uh, Richard Clark all about that in our uh, first hour here. In fact, in about 15 minutes or so, maybe even a little shorter than that. I want to get him up here on the line, so uh, that's going to be fun. Listen, uh, joining us in our second hour live here in our plush well-lit studio, the U.S. Open is this week at the Los Angeles Country Club. We're going to welcome into our plush well-lit studio to discuss that, the PGA Live Tour Marriage. And everything golf and heck, I know we'll get into other stuff too with him. He's the car guy with a bow tie. Our good friend Michael Martin is going to be joining us uh, to talk about uh, everything golf. So if you have a golf question, Pam Sheffield, then uh, you need to send it to me, and I will ask our uh, good friend Michael Martin about it, and he will uh, he will he will tell you all about everything that is going on in the world of golf. I can promise you that. And again. Uh, I'm making, trying to make a, a better, trying to do better with this. I have Michael. Michael is a man, just such a good radio guy. Hold on. I got to take a sip of water here. Hold on. Ah, that was good. Um, my Aquafina water from Pepsi, uh, bottling company. Okay. Uh, wow. Free advertisement there. Uh, I'm trying to do better. I mean, I, I said it last time Michael was on. The same deal with Rick Vernon. The same deal with some of our uh, quasi-regular guests. Not our not our daily guests like Richard and uh, Shane Albee and Paul Whittington and Mark Panicelli, where we have them on uh, Monday through Friday. That's all right. But, I, you know, I get Michael Martin in here like we did a couple of weeks ago, and it's just such a great show. It's well listened to. You guys like him. I love him. And then uh, I don't have him on for another three or four or five months. And I've got to stop doing that. Errol Epstein's a good example. I mean, I had her on tons of listens. Everybody likes her, and she tells me all the time, I'll come on anytime. Brian North. I need to have Brian North on, too, uh, a lot more than I do on the regular. But anyway, we're talking about Michael Martin here. Uh, and I've got to do a better job, and that's what we're doing. We're having Michael Martin on again today. Like I said, we just had him on a couple of weeks ago. But uh, gonna everything golf, man. We are going to talk about that. And Pam Sheffield, seriously, if you have a question, you got to send it in and let me uh, ask Michael Martin your golf question. Or you, Keith Spence, or you, Mr. Clemens, or uh, whoever's listening to the show right now. Let me know. And if you got a question, hit me up. Uh, Ricky Whaley, I know you're listening right now, dude. Uh, if you got a question for Michael Martin about the world of golf or uh, about how to dress well, Speaking of which, uh, Linda and I are going on a cruise in uh, July, late July, early early August, and uh, Michael is my haberdasher. Not only is he the car guy with a bow tie, he's the best-dressed guy in uh, Kenston, Lenore County. Hell, he's the best-dressed guy in eastern North Carolina, and I need to buy a suit. I've decided I want to get a suit for this, uh, uh, for this cruise that we're going on, and... Uh, I, I think I'm going to need my haberdasher, uh, Michael Martin, to uh, help me out. Kids, if you don't know what a haberdasher is, look it up. You'll be very impressed. That is exactly. Michael Martin is a renaissance man. He does just a little bit of everything. So uh, I think I'm going to have to have him accompany me down to uh, H Stadium and help me pick out a, a suit. But we'll talk about that when we get him in here in the second hour. So in our first hour, Richard Clark talking NBA Finals. What? How about this? Uh, thank you, Pam Sheffield. Pam is a Denver Nuggets fan, went to a good number of games when she lived there. That's right. 
I forget she is from uh from uh from Colorado and that uh, Pam that is awesome. Congratulations to you too. So uh that is awesome. I'm, I I am uh I'm very very impressed. That is awesome. And so I know two Denver Nuggets fans. So uh I'm uh I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, congratulations Pam. Congratulations to Junius too. And, uh, man, what, what a great day. So, but like I said, we've got uh, Richard Clark, Michael Martin, and, uh, we will, uh, start the show here. Hey, uh, bu- 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 down, I tell you what, da- 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 da, the Kinston wingman, uh, I thought we were going to have a baseball game last night and it was scheduled on their uh, calendar and everything, but, uh, it ended up not being played. The Kinston wingman are five and five. They are off until tomorrow on Wednesday now, since they didn't play that game last night. I don't know if it was wet, probably weather rescheduled it because, uh, man, uh, some crazy storms went through last night. So that's what I'm guessing, but they didn't have it up on their, uh, website or up on, uh, their Facebook page. Uh, just, uh, listen, love the wingman really going to support him, but man, you guys got to put stuff up there like that. I, don't, I doubt anybody showed up out at Lancers field with all the rain that was coming through last night. But we'll find out when that game is being rescheduled. But they're at home Wednesday at 5 against the Gliders. Uh, they are at the River City Skippers on Thursday. Then they're back home versus the Fayetteville Shoots on Saturday. So there you go. <laughs> Pam has no golf question. Okay. Hey, it was enough that she's a Denver Nuggets fan. I'm very, very impressed with that. Uh, but uh, like I said, the Kansas Wingman were scheduled to play last night. They ended up not playing. Uh, they will be playing on Wednesday. The American Legion Post 43 team. Uh, they were off last night. Uh, they had, they, uh, have three home games this week. They start with Plymouth, uh, in a league game today at seven o'clock. Uh, they will play, uh, I tell you what, I got their schedule right here in front of me. I thought I got it all written down and I didn't, uh, Plymouth today, then, uh, Garner at home on Friday and then Wayne County, Shane Albee's Wayne County team on saturday uh so and then they're on the road uh at east carteret high school where they'll be visiting greg clemens on sunday they'll play in beaufort uh so there's your american legion post 43 update down east wood ducks man the hottest team in the carolina league and it's not even close they won their fourth game in a row this past sunday in delmarva they won their eighth game in the last 10 games their 11th game in the last 13 they are just on fire. They are the best team in the Carolina League. And that's not just me being a super fan saying, man, the Carol- you know, that the uh, Down East Wood Ducks are great, which they are. They are now 33-20. and 20. Uh, They are four games ahead of the hated Carolina Mudcats in the Carolina League North. And, uh, man, they are, they're on fire. They're absolutely on fire. They return home today to face the Salem Red Sox in a seven-game series. That's right, seven not their uh, typical six-game series. They're going to be doing a, a doubleheader on Thursday to make up a, a rained-out game earlier this year. But game one is today. It's healthcare night at the ballpark. Tomorrow, they play at noon. Uh, it's winning Wednesday. It'll be camp day at the uh, ballpark. If you heard Shane Albee's visit this past week, he was talking about what he what he's going to do. And I told him to – I think I told him to bring his sleeping bag with him and his tent – and heck, he can, he can just, he can camp out in the stands. That'll be cool. But, uh, that is tomorrow, Wednesday. It's a noon game. Uh, there's a double header on Thursday, beginning at five. It's also thirsty Thursday out at the ballpark. We're going to have fireworks this Friday. 
<coughs> excuse me, at 7 o'clock on Saturday. There's a grilling spatula giveaway. It's going to be uh, courtesy of AG Carolina Farm Credit. That game starts at 5. It's also Linda's birthday party. And as I told you yesterday, and I'll say it all week, uh, come out. Uh, we Now, it's a private party. Don't get it twisted. I mean, I can't invite everybody. I'd love to invite everybody. But even if you're not invited to the party, uh, then you can go to uh, uh, you can you can come to the uh, Mother Earth Pavilion and get a piece of cake. We're gonna have a huge cake out there, and I'm we want to. And Linda doesn't want to eat the whole thing, do you, Linda? I know she doesn't. And so we're gonna have uh, cake for everybody that want a piece of uh, birthday cake. Melinda would love to take a ton of pictures. I'm, I want to take pictures of everybody that comes out uh to that on uh saturday and then on sunday it's dogs and dogs day at the ballpark and that begins at one o'clock for tickets go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at historic granger stadium anytime during business hours and you can get your tickets for any of these games this week it's gonna be a great week of games against the uh, salem red sox out at historic granger stadium man you guys are blowing up my phone i love this greg clemens man there's more denver nuggets fans than i know uh, Greg said he was a fan, <coughs> excuse me. He was a fan of the, uh, Denver Nuggets. <coughs> mm, thank God for a cough button. Uh, Greg Clemens said he was a fan of the, uh, Denver Nuggets when David Thompson played for him. Now, uh, you're showing your age there a little bit, Mr. Clemens, because if I remember correctly, David Thompson was drafted by them, let's see, after the 74 National Championship year. So it was either in 74 or 75. So, uh, uh, Mr. Clemens, we're talking 50 years ago. I'm not trying to make you feel old or anything here, sir, but uh, 50 years ago when David Thompson played for him. But how about that? Now I got three Denver Nuggets fans. I can't wait to tell Rich this here in a few minutes that I went from just knowing one to I knew three within just minutes here. It's pretty cool. Uh, also, uh, Pam, uh, a question for her from her, from Pam Sheffield. She said, is the object of golf to hit the little white ball into the water? <sighs> crying emoji, crying, crying, laughing emoji, crying, laughing emoji. No, dear Pam, it is not. You're supposed to try to hit it. You'll see flags out there on the golf course. You're supposed to hit the little white ball towards those flags. Okay. Don't hit into the water. If you do, you're just buying more golf balls. But I, you know what? I asked for a golf question from Pam, and I got one. So there you go. Thank you, Pam. I appreciate that. And, again, anybody else listening, if you've got golf questions for uh, our good friend Michael Martin, uh, we'll send it to him. If you're a Denver Nuggets fan or have been a Denver Nuggets fan in your life, let us know that too. Uh, and uh, we, we would love to share that with everybody. So, again, Wood Ducks, uh, yes, I'm circling back to what I'm supposed to be talking about here. The Down East Wood Ducks back at home all week this week. Can't wait. Not going to be able to make it tonight, but I got to tell you, I think I'm going to be out there pretty much every other game this week uh, other than uh, uh, I'm going to try. This is going to be baseball week for Brian. I know that's very alliterative, and I like it. I'm going to try to make it out to a wingman game this week. Uh, I have not been out to a game yet. I want to support them. I want to see what they look like and just the whole experience. I've heard nothing but good things about that. I want to see an American Legion game this week. It won't be tonight. It'll probably be Friday night uh, when Garner comes in or maybe even, uh, well, yeah, it would have to be uh, Garner on Friday night. And then, of course, uh, watch Downey's Wood Ducks Rest Week. And I'm telling you, baseball in town all week long starting tonight. 
Uh, so get out there and support one of these teams. <laughs> oh, Keith Spence, and this is one of my dear friends, one of my best friends on the whole planet, and uh, he just uh, mentioned that uh, am I alliterative or illiterate? That's why Keith Spence is one of my best friends and one of my smartest friends that I have on the planet. I'd like to think I'm a, that it's alliterative, uh, Spence. Not illiterate, but I've been uh, accused of both. And uh, wow. And evidently, which I've been doing here for several, uh, it's not the Salem Red Sox, according to... Uh, Yep, you're right. Uh, it's Salem is next week. Salem is next week. Thank you, Mr. Clements. It's the Kannapolis Cannonballers <clears throat> all week long. <sighs> you know what? Why was I not corrected on this earlier? Because I've been saying Salem Red Sox the for two weeks now. Look, I, I'm changing it in my uh, can, Kannapolis Cannon. Ballers. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Clemens. You're absolutely right. The Kannapolis Cannonballers all week long, not the Salem Red Sox. They go to Salem next week. <sighs> you know what? Uh, Keith Spence, you might be right. Maybe it is illiterate. I can't read either. So uh, <sighs> this is going to be uh, this is going to be a fun show today. <laughs> Regardless, everything that I said about the schedule this week is absolutely true. And the fact that the dudes are 33 and 20, they're four games ahead of the hated Carolina Mudcats, but they're playing the Kannapolis Cannonballers all week. Again, today at seven healthcare night, winning Wednesday, tomorrow at noon with camp day, doubleheader on Thursday, beginning at five on Thursday, Thursday, fireworks Friday on Friday at seven o'clock, the grilling spatula giveaway, uh, courtesy of AG Carolina Farm Credit on Saturday at 5. Also, this Linda's birthday party. And then Dogs and Dogs Day on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, again, if you want tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. Uh, the College World Series is now set. And I know uh, Mr. Clemens was messaging with me yesterday. I'm not going to be able to go out probably unless I go sometime midweek tomorrow or well, midweek tomorrow, midweek next week, which I really seriously doubt. Or if Virginia were to make it to the final, uh, to the finals, I might try to make it. But with uh, Linda's birthday party this weekend, there's no way I can go. But, but Virginia will help open the uh, College World Series on Friday. TCU and Oral Roberts will play at 2 on Friday. Virginia and Florida they play at 7 o'clock. That's on Friday. Then Saturday's uh, games feature Wake Forest and Stanford at 2 o'clock. Then an all-SEC matchup between LSU and Tennessee. That will be at 7 o'clock. So there you go. There's your College World Series. And again, man, other than Oral Roberts, and nothing against Oral Roberts, but man, just powerhouses in uh, the College World Series this year. TCU and Oral Roberts. Virginia, Florida. Wake Forest, Stanford, and LSU, Tennessee. Was a little surprised to see Texas get bounced yesterday uh, as they've been in half of uh, all college world series. But as an ECU fan too, though, it didn't break my heart to see Texas fall by the, by the wayside. <laughs> hey, NBA finals. They wrapped up last night with Denver winning uh, the title. Uh, not going to go into any more details about that at this moment, because in just a few, uh, in a minute or two, we're going to have our good friend, Richard Clark up talking about that. Stanley Cup final, uh, Vegas leads 3-1. to one. The Golden Knights have a chance to clinch the series tonight in Vegas. And then uh, all our winter sports will be over. Our winter sports here on June the 13th, <laughs> they'll be all over at that point. Hey, uh, let me thank uh, our title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show, why 
It is Lenore Community College. For more than 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal culture. I know. Mr. Clemens, you're right. I need to start all over today. Uh, that would probably be good. Uh, LCC has its main campus in Kenston right here at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252 252- 527-6223, visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, to uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, uh, Catherine Pearson, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for uh, being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And uh, joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, I've just got to know, uh, it, it's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, our NBA and hoops expert. But, uh, Rich, I mean, it's only been, what, a, a little over eight hours since the season ended, but I've got to imagine you're at least in the second stage of depression right now. Is that correct? <laughs> I might be moving into the third at this point. <laughs> the, the good news is I have the draft, so. Yep. And you do, but I got to ask, in all sincerity, I know how I am. Okay, I'm not the same way with the NBA Finals that you are, and I know I'm not. But that's the way I am with college basketball. Maybe not so much as past year with as wild and crazy as it was with just teams that I didn't even know existed making it to the Final Four uh, this season. But for the most part, when you know they're playing one shining moment, and dude, whether my team has won the national championship like they did in 2019 or whether it's any other season – Dude, I go through that, and I, I'm not even joking. This is not a riff, Rich, that I go through, like, depression. I'm like, oh, my God, college basketball is over. It's going to be, you know, eight more months until the season begins again. And, yeah, ESPN can release their way too early top 25s and try to keep that fire stoking for me and all. But, dude, I literally go through, a, you know, some depression when that happens. What about you when, you know, when the confetti is flying? I about said McNichols Arena, man. Does that show how old I am? <laughs> when, uh, when confetti was flying last night and Jokic was smiling and the Denver Nuggets were celebrating, well, what's young Richard Clark going through at that point? Well, to be fair, my, my uh, depression actually started when there weren't games on every night. When they get to the point in the season where there's not so many teams still in it that there's a game on every night, that's when it starts for me because I'm like, oh, here we go. And then when by the time we get down to the conference finals where there's only a game like every couple days, um, I'm already in the second or third stage of depression because I know it's coming. Uh, it's kind of like waiting for school to come back back in the day. Yeah, uh, you know it's coming. Here it comes. <laughs> so I, I like it when there's a game on every night. Hell, heck, I like it when there's two games on every night. That's really my wheelhouse. So. Um, I've kind of been starting my little depression for a while, hunting for shows to watch, all that kind of thing. Dude, I am glad you brought that up. As I knew, uh, what, we're not even two minutes, barely two minutes of conversation. We're going to get off track already, but it's all right. We got all the way up until the top of the hour to talk. We're under no time constraints today. Dude, let me tell you. Now, you watch Breaking Bad, right? Yes. Did you watch Better Call Saul? Yes. Okay. This is what you're going to love. Linda and I, and it's too, this is scary. We started last week, man, uh, with Better Call Saul. We had started it uh, three or four years ago. For whatever reason, we quit watching it. Well, we started it all over again, dude. 
I believe we, if I remember correctly, Linda, correct me if, uh, if I'm wrong here, we started it like Monday or Tuesday of last week, Richard. We are already <laughs> last night we watched uh see uh episode three of season four. Wow, wow, you're moving along. Dude, you talk about binging a show. We have what? So that means we're uh thirty three we've watched thirty three episodes in the past six days or so, man. Hey, I get it. I've I've been <laughs> scouring the I got everything, you know what I mean? I'm one of those. I've got it all the streaming services and I've been scouring stuff, putting it in my, you know, your profile or whatever it is, your favorite, trying to find something that's going to catch my fancy, so to speak. So, cause after Ted Lasso, I was like, here we go. Cause that's a great show, dude. Hey, I don't even mind talking about, it. okay, listen, if you're a, if you're thinking about watching Ted Lasso or you have watched it, you've not watched the last couple of episodes, I'm, I I know Jason Bryant's going to hate when I say this here, Rich. He's our uh, our sales executive to the stars who sells all the ads for our shows and wants everybody in the world to listen to the Brian Hanks show. But I'm telling you this, if you're a Ted Lasso fan and you've not caught up yet, turn down your radio for the next uh, two minutes because uh, <laughs> me and my boy Rich got to talk about this a little bit. And I don't want to do it. Listen, I hate, I hate when, and I, you know, we both love us and Bill Simmons. But Bill Simmons spoils a whole lot of shows, man. I mean, he really does <laughs> by throwing in. He won't even give you this nice warning that I'm giving right now. But so it's uh, 7.25 and 30 seconds until 7.27 and 30 seconds. We're going to talk Ted Lasso. So turn your radio down if you're a Ted Lasso fan. Okay, let's give him a second to do that. Okay, there you go. Dude, I'm not sure I liked the ending, dude. And yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, and, wow. I mean, and let me tell you, and I've read a couple of fan stuff too. What if it was all a dream? Think about how it happened, dude. He gets on the plane, uh, Beard gets off the plane, and then he's sitting there by himself. He falls asleep, and then all this stuff happens, dude. I mean, you get to see uh, Roy Kent become uh, manager, coach, coach, whatever you want to call yeah. it, of uh, Richmond. You get to see uh, Beard get married, which, by the way, did you notice – that uh, he wasn't there, that Ted Lasso wasn't at the wedding. Okay, seriously, if you, want I, I think, I, I think you're you're hoping that that is a dream, so that can be another season. Because uh, I think it's done, and I think they wrapped it up pretty nice for what it was. <sighs> Initially, I liked it, and dude, I'm not afraid to admit, man, I ugly cried a couple of times in the last episode. Man, I mean, it is what it is. I uh, thought it was great. They wrapped up just about everything. And I think that's fantastic because, you know, most of the time you don't get that anymore. Uh, even like the Rebecca part with the guy, the pilot, all that. Because oh, yeah. I was going, what, what's going on with that? <laughs> you know, so. Did you keep I, thinking, or, hey, dude, I got to interrupt you. Did you think with Rebecca, I thought she was going to end up pregnant. I thought that's what was going to happen. And every I did time, too for a second. Well, then every time that she would have a drink or something, Linda and I would be screaming at the uh, TV, stop drinking, you've, you're, you've got a baby in there, you know? Well, I guess they couldn't really pull that <laughs> off because she's got to be pushing 50. Yeah, um, but, dude, she's also a billionaire. I mean, true. you know, things, things are different for those rich people other than people that are like you and I, okay? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Oh, hey, um, hey, listen, if you just tune back in, we're still talking Ted Lasso, so tune back out for a minute or two. Go ahead, Rich. It, it, it was – I like for what it was. Because for me, the show was – it was just a feel-good show from the beginning. Yeah. 
Um, we actually started watching it again last night, or and so we're like on episode seven or eight already, um, just to rewatch. Yeah, and uh, it's just the, the the whole feeling of the show is different than most of the rest of. Them. That's why when you said you watched Better Call Saul and them, I was like, whoop, that's a that's a big. That's a big jump from Ted Lasso. <laughs> it is, dude. Good God Almighty! And Breaking I Bad and oh, dude, all those. Bad you had just, at least one cringe moment a show where you you couldn't even do it. In the same thing with Better Call Saul, man. It, it's like um, Shameless, same way. <laughs> you know, Linda won't watch the last. See, we watched nine seasons of that mess, and I, I it was a good show. I liked it all right, but we watched nine <laughs> seasons of that show, and she will not watch the last season because of all the things that were alleged against, I guess the makers of shameless and, uh, that, you know, the, who is the main female star who, by the way, giggity, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But she left the show, if you remember, and then accused, I guess the makers of the show and all this of, uh, just some, uh, some pretty bad me too type stuff. So, uh, oh, we've, really? I, we've never watched I, and I, I, Linda's given me permission to watch it by myself, but now it's been three years since I've seen, I'd have to watch the, last two or three episodes of season nine just to get reacclimated, you know? I was not aware they did that, so, yep, you yep. know. Yeah, I know, and I'm not – I, you know me, dude. I am the most – I'm not very woke, and I don't want to be woke, but uh, but you also got to appreciate when that kind of crap stuff happens, you know? Yeah, that's uh, – mm. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Ted Lasso, I can't believe you enjoyed the way it ended. I, I did initially, but then, dude, like the more – and dude, I went down a Reddit through a Reddit rabbit hole of all these different theories, dude. And evidently, uh, there are negotiations not to bring this show back. Jason Sudeikis is pretty much done with it uh, from everything I've read and what he's even said in public. But, uh, did you notice in his little dream sequence there, they had an AFC Richmond women's team. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of talk that maybe, uh, they'll come back with that uh and do something uh you know with that or it could be a uh you know just looking back going back to richmond and it'd be a a a roy kent show which dude by the way man he's one of my favorite new characters over the last five years of any show that i've ever seen i just you know who? (laughs) no 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 you're gonna love this you know who he reminds me of oh you yeah i know dude Gwen, Gwen, Gwen says he's me. <laughs> <laughs> she even bought me a Roy Kent shirt. <laughs> no way, dude. I, I was going to oh, say, yeah. man, you either, I don't know which way you would put it. Either he's got a lot of Richard Clark in him or you got a lot of Roy Kent. And, dude, and, yes, you do very well every week here on the Brian Hanks Show in your Tuesday slot. You're yet to drop uh, uh, an FCC uh, uh, <laughs> an FCC uh, band word. But uh, if you know Roy Kent and you watch him uh, – Let's just say he and uh, Richard's vocabulary are amazingly similar. Am I right or yeah, wrong? Yeah, and you add that too with the grunts. Yes, definitely. Because <laughs> I, I growl a lot too. Uh, that's when Gwen started laughing at the whole thing. When he started growling at people when they didn't want to do something, she was like, "Oh my God, he's you." <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember being in the newsroom with you, and you know me, dude. I I'm not saying I'm Ted Lasso by any stretch of the imagination, but I've got more Ted Lasso in me than I do uh, Roy Kent. Would you not agree with that? Okay. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I would try to get something uh, soft and fluffy, and you know, uh, past you, and you would do the grunt and cuss and. <laughs> Uh, tell me, tell me there weren't some similarities there, dude. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, 
you're not the first one I've heard that song. So, <laughs> by the way, did you know he was one of the writers? I, I just when I've been going down this rabbit hole, like I said, lately uh, after the season end or after the season slash series ended. No, I didn't know it until then. But you do know. And, and, Go ahead. And and he he was like when he was writing the part was like you know what I think this is me. They didn't think that, and he did a self audition tape and sent it to him. Wow. Yeah. And can you even imagine anybody else trying to be Roy Kent? No, I mean, not at this point. other than you, of course. You know. No, no, no. I couldn't do it with the soccer part, but you know. Well, dude. It, like I said, I, I thought the show was as good as it gets. Um, it's a feel good show, which I appreciate. Given, like you just talking about, I tend to veer toward the stuff that's not always pleasant. <laughs> um, so I get it. You know, I, I really did enjoy it because it was a feel good show. Everybody, yeah. all, most of the characters, I really like Sam. You oh, know, gosh, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I get it. I, I get love, why the you show know what was I so. I love successful. that final season, and again, if we're ruining Ted Lasso for you, you need to tune out right now because we're 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 still talking about it here seven minutes later. But uh, I love the little little looks that he and uh, Rebecca shared, man. You know, they did that well, at least twice and maybe three times this season where he would look over, you know, he would, yeah, they would yeah. exchange looks and just a little, dude, just a little shy smile that he would have and the little girl smile or grin that she would have. And they didn't even well, have to have any dialogue with it, man. It was just, was it not perfect? The, the interesting thing on a rewatch, for me has been the moment that somebody became pro Ted. You can see it on rewatch. You know what I mean? For instance, the example I'll give you is Rebecca, you know, she didn't hire him for good reason, but the dartboard scene was it. (laughs) That's when she flipped and you can see all of them. As you rewatch it, you can see when they come around. Well, and it's pretty interesting, really. So, anyway. No, no, no. And that dartboard scene, dude, uh, for whatever reason, it shows up in my Facebook reels or whatever. I bet I've watched that scene, and this is not an exaggeration, Richard Clark. I bet I've watched that scene now 20 times. I mean, just just that scene. In fact, you'll see little snippets of it, you know, in reels and stuff like that. And I've gone to YouTube. In fact, if I that's the last thing I watched on YouTube was that dart, the full dartboard scene again, dude, which – just amazing. I get it. I get it. It's, it's one of the reasons we watched to that scene on the rewatch because I wanted to get to that scene. That's how good that scene was. Yeah, man, what a great show. And I have to mention, as I have several times, he's been a guest here on the show three times too. Kip Kroger, uh, Kenston High School grad, NC State grad, uh, is one of the executive producers of that show. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've had, dude, you got to join me next time. Maybe we'll, we'll set it up where you can be in studio with me when we interview him from Los Angeles. What do you think? That sounds good to me. And, uh, man, just a good guy too. Kip is just a super nice guy, but, uh, Linda and I'll be watching, uh, Ted Lasso. Hey, now, oh, I got a show for you. I'll get to that in a second, but every time his name flashes up on the screen, we'll, a screen, we'll both go, Kip Kroger! You know, because we, you know, it's the cancer connection. Now, have you seen Shrinking? No. Is it good? Dude, it's I, made I, by I the... Looked at it. Yep, it's made by the same people that made uh, uh, Ted Lasso and Scrubs. Okay. And, oh, dude, and it's got the same... Well, not same. I mean, it's a completely different show, obviously, but it's got that same kind of... If you like those little feel-good 
moments. Yeah. And you'll like it, dude. Well, you know, Scrubs was that way. Did you ever watch Scrubs? No, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, I watched know, all that. Yeah, uh, Bill Lawrence, the same guy that made Scrubs and Ted Lasso and Spin City. Uh, what are our, a couple other shows that he's done? But uh, but shrinking is awesome, dude. If you do you like okay. Harry, do you like Harrison Ford? Uh, it depends. Well, yes, for the most part. Um, but you know, well, dude, you'll love him. In like I don't movie. know about the new Indiana Jones. Uh, I don't think um, I know. I've never. Do you believe? Can you believe, dude? I've never watched a, a minute of any of that Indiana Jones movies, dude. Yeah, that's sacrilege right there. <laughs> I know other people have said that too, but I'm saying with Rocky. I've never seen any of the Rockies, dude. Uh, uh, I know, I know. Do I, need, uh, do I need to turn my man card in? Uh, yeah, you lose points on that for sure. <laughs> that's what I thought. Richard Clark. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the Creed 3 right now, so, you know. Well, I'll My boy, this, Michael dude, B. I saw Creed 1 and absolutely loved it. For whatever reason, never got around to seeing Creed 2, but I know Creed 3 is out on Apple TV. Yeah. Or, or one it's of them. on it's on Amazon right now. Amazon, that's it. And I want and yeah. it's hey, Linda. I've told her I want to see Creed too because I loved the first Creed so much. Hey, can you believe I've never watched a minute of Rocky, but I've seen Creed, and I want to see the other two Creeds. So my priorities are not in order here, dude. Well, you know, to, to, to get way off topic since we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's got probably the best stylist in the business is Michael B. Jordan. Every picture you see of that kid. All I know is whoever his style team is, they they get top notch points. Oh, That's I, all I know. I'll give you that. Okay, like you said, dude. Heck, we're we're just all over the world this morning. It is what it is, <laughs> dude. I this is where you're going to scoff, probably. I think Michael. This is I say the same thing about Bono. Okay, from you two, that I say about Michael B. Jordan for whatever reason. I mean, and I'm talking about starting back. And I know he was on a show before Friday Night Lights because you told me about it. Was it a? Oh yeah, the, the best show on the best series ever to run. The Wire. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I've never seen The Wire. I need to. And John uh. told me, John Dawson. No, no, no. Now, now it's a bucket list. Maybe when we finish uh, Better Call Saul, maybe we'll jump into The Wire. But uh, now, but I have a feeling it's it's got a lot of the same depression type moments that. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's a little grimy. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, dude. I I think Michael B. Jordan and I would be best friends, man. And I like <laughs> I can't even explain it, dude. It's just something about his personality. It's something about the way he. And I know he's an actor and he's a great actor, but dude, there's just something about Michael B. Jordan. I think he and I would be really good friends, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no? That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> All I know is that I wish I was in shape to wear what he got. Because man, his style is legit. Yeah, don't think but I yeah. haven't seen Linda. Don't hey, hey, oh, don't think I haven't seen Linda when she looks at Michael B. Jordan and uh, uh eyebrow goes up, okay? I know they, the women they, they love look. Michael B. Jordan, okay? I, I remember that kid from the wire and he was a skinny probably fourteen year old, fifteen year old. So um I, I've seen him come up because the wire is yeah, that's Mount Rushmore T V there. And, and so. people have said that, dude, and I agree. Did you watch like I said, dude, here we go. We're all over the world. Did you watch Succession? Yeah, well, I'm actually kind of in the middle of it now. Okay. I'm having a hard time getting through the first season. But I heard it picks up after that. But right now I'm having a hard time getting through the first season. Well, our boy Bill Simmons, uh, just you would think that it was – in fact, he put Which it is the only reason I'm giving it a whirl. Exactly. He put yeah, it on the Mount Rushmore shows. Yeah, that's the only reason. So uh, – 
Well, God, I can't believe we're all over the place. Hey, let me circle us back and get us back. We've been off the freeway just bouncing on the, the rocks on the side here for a while. Let's get back on the road here. Uh, Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, our NBA and hoops expert. The Denver Nuggets wrapped up the uh, NBA Finals last night. They went at four games to one. At least last night was competitive, Rich. I mean, the, their other three wins in the series had not been. I mean, had been really just – they were so dominant that uh, they just really yeah, weren't. Yeah, probably those shouldn't games. have been competitive. But, yeah, you know, you're right. And I wonder if they just lost maybe a little bit of concentration. Hell, they're down at halftime last night. Uh, they do take control. I mean, and you used a word to describe the wire a moment ago that I want to use. Uh, grimy. Last night was yeah. a grimy win for uh, the Denver Nuggets. But, I mean, the cream rises to the top, and that's what happened last night. Just your analysis. Uh, tell us, I mean, and again, for folks who may, and I don't know why they wouldn't have, uh, you've been bragging about the Denver Nuggets all year long. You've been grab, bragging about Nikola Jokic all year long, and actually for the last couple of seasons you have been, dude. It's good, and don't get it twisted. I, I was glad to see Miami in there, but it's good to see when the best team in the NBA asserts themselves the way they did and just this dominant run through the NBA fi- uh, playoffs. Not just the finals, but the playoffs. Just uh, put a – dude, wrap a bowl around the uh, 23 uh, Denver Nuggets. Well, first off, he just put a big old exclamation point on his legacy, uh, Jovic, Jovic, that is, because he's, he's the real thing. And um, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward where he ends up on the pantheon of great players because he's got a chance to be – I mean, at this point, he's probably top 25 all time. Yeah. You start looking, start looking at his stuff. He's got three MVPs. He's got a title now. I mean, you know, he's got almost what Elijah's got. And then you throw in the numbers, which are just ridiculous. Um, you know, so he's probably already up there. As far as Denver goes, it's good for a franchise. I said a little shout out to our one Denver Nuggets fan <laughs> uh, that probably didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. Because um, that's good to see. They're one of the ABA franchises, so I always enjoy that. But they were the best team all year. So it was nice to see them them get through it a little bit. Well, I, I listen, i got to tell you that, too. You can tell you didn't listen to the first couple minutes of the show, which is fine. You're down in Carteret County. But found out, dude, that uh, Greg Clemens, who lives down there, Denver Nuggets fan because of David Thompson, uh, NC State guy. So he said at least he pulled for him then and then. Probably one of one of our most faithful listeners, Pam Sheffield, who uh, listens the first 30, 35 minutes of the show every day as she's on her way into work. Dude, she grew up in Colorado, so she is a legit Denver Nuggets fan, dude. Well, I, I tweeted out, where where's Dan Issel and Kiki Vandeway when you need them? <laughs> you know, because I, I enjoyed watching them back in the day. Uh, it might be before a lot of people's time. They've been a fun team to watch, like, and the ABA stuff. I mean, that's real stuff. I mean, you know, the David Thompson era, um, that dunk contest, all that is kind of the precursor to basketball that we know today. So I have some appreciation for it, whether the average fan doesn't. There you go. Alex English. I'm trying to call uh, Carmelo Anthony. Keith Fat Lever. Fat Lever. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, give you me know. More, give me some more Denver Nuggets here, dude. The, when well, when I you just, think about the, your all-time Denver Nuggets team, dude, who is that? Well, George George McGinnis played for them. The all-time teams probably got Issel and Vandeweghe and Thompson and Sat Levers probably on that list. 
But you get newer Chauncey Phillips played for them for a while. Oh yeah, uh, he right. played on the last team, and Butchumbo played for him. So they they've had some decent runs. They just haven't had a stud stud, and now they do. <laughs> well, dude, speaking of which, man, I mean, we've seen uh, you know some uh, really really good teams, and why am I forgetting the word dynasty? We've seen some. You know, relatively, and I don't know if I would call the Golden State Warriors a dynasty, but but they're. Yeah, I think they, you would. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then, of course, Cleveland was good for several years there and won the East several years in a row. And uh, Boston's been really good, although they've not won a championship since '08. This is my question for you, dude. If they keep this team together in Denver, and you would know better than I do if they're going to be capable of doing that, is it? And I know here we are again. Barely eight hours since they won their very first NBA championship in franchise history, but it, is this a team that could win next year and the year after? Uh, yes. Okay. And I, and I think there is a variable because the new the new CBA collective bargaining is going to determine a lot. And as we keep hearing, it appears it's going to cut out the middle class. But what that's going to end up doing is the veterans. You know, they're not going to get those big paydays from somebody. So why not ring chase? And I don't know why you wouldn't want to play for Jovic. He is yeah. special. He's willing to give the ball up. You know, at one point last night, he'd only taken like four shots. <laughs> I mean, who does that? I mean, we know, we all know these final, these guys come out in the finals. They're like, I want to prove I'm the guy, yeah. you know? So it's a little bit different animal. Um, I just think they got a real shot to be good for a while. Um, they got the best all-around team. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be put on a run here for a little bit. Dude, And hey, listen, I mean, I hate the Lakers. I hated the Lakers back in the day. Not necessarily – I like Stephon Curry, but not necessarily the the biggest fan yeah, of I don't the love Warriors. Them. You do or don't? I don't. Yeah. I appreciate what they did, though. Well, but they but here's day, what bothered me. Now I'm interrupting you, dude, because I gotta say, here's what bothered me, Rich, is they now it was or, it was a team that was organically put together. It really was. I mean, with Draymond and with uh, Clay and with Steph, and it was. But then when KD jumped in there, dude, that just it, to me it messed up the competitive balance of the NBA. I didn't I didn't respect those teams, dude. And say what you will and. It is what it is, and I guess they did it under the constraints of the uh, salary cap or for whatever. But I did not res- – now, the first championship win, yes, I respect it. But once you added KD in there, dude, I just didn't. That's what I love about this Denver Nuggets team, Richard, is that it ha- it is a team that drafted a, a guy number 41 overall, that drafted Jamal Murray, that you don't see, uh, you know, KD clamoring to go there or Kyrie clamoring to go there. I mean, dude, this is a team that was organically put together, done the right way, with players who play basketball the right way, Rich. I would agree with all of that. The one pushback I would give is, so are you not supposed to take KD if he wants to come? Uh, I know. Because they didn't really have anything to do with that. That was free agency, and he wanted to go there. And I don't know how you turn down Kevin Durant. I mean, that's, you know, come on. I know, but still. I, I get it. Um, and the super team thing and all of that, I get all that. Uh, people don't really – people like you till you become a Goliath, and then they don't. Uh, it's like Tom Brady. You know, everybody was all about New England when they first started because they were the up and coming. But once they got to four or five, most of us were out. I know I was. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, I get it. Uh, the last title that they won, though, that was kind of organic, unexpected. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you're right about uh, that I, I get it, though. Quarterback. I, I, I get it. Well, I'm talking about Golden State last oh, title. Oh, you're Golden State. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that – I think you – I think those days are probably over, these super well, it, teams. It, now. Explain to people that because that's one of the things that uh, – that I even need a little bit more explanation for rich is that the, the NBA and the owners and everything, they have made it to where we're not going to be seeing super that very likely. We're not going to be seeing super teams unless an owner wants to come out of pocket 75 to a hundred million dollars a season to make it happen. Um, the, the new collective bargaining makes it nearly impossible to carry two or three guys, really two, but definitely three guys at the NBA max level contract. You're just not going to be able to do it. Um, the cap and the tax, the, there's a two-tier luxury tax. But when you go over and once you get in that second tier, oh, my. That being said, I think you're going to see super teams. But what you're going to end up with is these guys playing for minimum for one year to chase a ring. So I think you'll end up with teams that have two or three, four veterans on them that are in the top. 30 of players, but only one of them is going to be making money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's what we're going to end up with, but we'll see. You know, the, the, you end up with like Phoenix, where they got two guys and Chris Paul, you know. Or they did. Chris Paul's they not in need anymore. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. They did have two guys like you have with Chris Paul. What is the deal? Dude, you talk about being shocked. Now, I'd heard rumors of, you know, that, that, he wasn't necessarily very, the happiest person in Phoenix, which kind of surprises me. But he isn't. If I'm correct, he's no longer a Phoenix Sun, right? Didn't they cut him? Honestly, I don't know because that's what was reported, but I haven't actually seen that from Phoenix. Um, and it would make no sense from Phoenix's standpoint to do that. Not right now. It just doesn't. Um, so I don't know. To be honest with you. Uh, maybe they thought they were doing him a favor. Maybe him and Monty Williams were tight, so uh, he wanted out when they got rid of him. I don't know. I, I was never a huge Monty Williams fan, anyway. Yeah. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. Well, I googled it as you were talking there, and uh, Frank Vogel does clearly say we did not waive Chris Paul. That was two uh, two days ago that he said that. But they are actively looking to trade him. They have uh, they have uh, expressed that. And uh, how about this? What would you think about Chris Paul with the Lakers? I know that's what the Lakers fans keep talking about. Um, and he would probably be okay for him. My question becomes is, see, I think that's more what you're going to see moving forward. These teams were a bunch of old guys trying to get a ring. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be adverse to seeing it. But do you really believe that team with those guys is going to be able to get through you know, four rounds of playoffs. I have my question. Oh, I know. How about this, dude? <laughs> like I said, how we get all over the place. And I know you're you're a big realgm.com fan, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see their uh, report on June 12th? That was yesterday, dude, that the Pelicans are looking to move up to get Scoot Hen Henderson. Are they really? And guess who the name is in the uh, mix there? Brandon. Brandon to Charlotte. Could you imagine that? Huh. Dude. Uh, <laughs> you're, I you're, like it for Charlotte. I like it for Charlotte. I know. Dude, I might um, have to become a, a Hornets 
partial season ticket holder, dude, if Brandon's playing in Charlotte, you know? I, I like it for Charlotte because I think Charlotte's getting ready to mess up. Uh-oh. And what was I, I don't like the – I'm not as big on the guy from Alabama, the Miller kid, as everybody else. So, you know, I guess that's part of it. I just feel like that, and I think they're already in a bad spot because I don't know that Lamelo, for all the excitement that he is, I'm not certain he's a winner. Um, I would take Scoot and never look back. But okay, then what do you do we'll with Lamelo? Then do you try to play them both at the same time? Because you talk about a a duplication. Originally, of... I would. Okay, okay. Originally, I'd see if they could work out, but truthfully, I would be trade trying to trade him. Lamelo. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just don't know that he's he's a winning player in this league. I think there's a, a difference. You see a lot of guys that are fighting and whatever, but they're not necessarily winners. Yeah. They haven't won on any level. Uh, the Carl Anthony Towns, the frankly James Harden, and I just think it's different if you're trying to build a winner. You've got to have certain criteria for that, and I don't know that Lamelo has that. Now, to be fair, I'm not in the room. Okay. So yeah, but you kind of nobody to... watches more NBA and in my life of people that I know personally than you. So you've seen your share of Lamelo. So when you say something that that stands a lot more with me than the average person does for sure, Rich. I, I would say this: I've watched Scoot Henderson play, and when you combine that with some of the, you know, him the talk of him being a third pick and all of that that chip that's going to be on his shoulders. I might would go in that direction if it was me, but we shall see what they do. I, I worry about the Miller kid because that takes some incredibly bad judgment to do what he did. And everybody's kind of giving him a free pass because they haven't charged him or any of that kind of stuff. Um, my concern would be with all the American players, the young American players that are making poor decisions right now, do I really want to draft a kid that's already made one? Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to talk to him. Wow. Well, uh, this is going to be what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. Uh, before before we are able to get into NFL and all that, we're going to – I like our idea. Now, listen, it's a, we've, we've said it a couple of times, Rich, and we've made no bones about it. It is a blatant ripoff of what Bill Simmons does uh, with his redrafts. But you even sent me – uh, a couple of uh, drafts where you've already redrafted them, dude. We're gonna. And- well, I did. I did twenty five because once you get past, this shows you how how tough the league is too. Once you get past the twenty, really, once you get down to about twenty, the twentieth pick redraft, you're getting guys that uh, might not even play very much. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it shows you how tough it is to to make the league. It's the toughest league to make. Period. Well, here is your homework for next week, dude. And don't send it to me because I want it to be organic when we're talking about it on the air next week. Before this season, you and I did our top 20 NBA players of all time. And I'm not going to go through that whole list right now because we'll do that next week. I want to see how it's adjusted. I mean, you and I both have one, two, three active players in our top 20. I had LeBron James at four. You had him at three. I had Curry at 12. You had Curry at number 10, which was amazing. I had KD at 18. You had him at 16. Dude, I want to see if Jokic uh, 
uh, weasels hit, not weasels, but if he is, uh, <laughs> you already said top 25. I want to see if it's possible that Jokic uh, is a top 20 player for you. But let's, uh, and dude, and like I said, man, I just finished reading uh, that book I told you about, Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. Not that I think it's going to push Larry up any further. You and I both had him at seven uh, in our list, but uh, I got to tell you, man, it may have uh, it may have pushed him up a spot or two for me. <laughs> just like I said, just having, uh, uh, you know, read that book and it's so fresh on my mind, dude. Uh, but that's your homework assignment for next week, dude. Again, I have, I had LeBron at four, dude. He may be uh, my number three player. Now you had him at three. Let's see if he makes his way up a spot or two. And then the other guys too. So is that cool? Do you, do you appreciate that? Yeah, yeah, we're good for next week. Yeah, we're good to go. Not a problem. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, uh, I'm sorry about your depression, man. I hope that, uh, Yeah, my girlfriend would be the one to catch it. <laughs> well, no, but see, this is time. This is that time when you spend more time with her now, though, dude. I mean, you guys sit on the couch together and hold hands and watch the white. Well, maybe that's maybe not the best movie to hold hands to, but uh, you know, uh, rewatch and all that. But dude, I'm telling you, in all sincerity, man, shrinking. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I'll give only, that a whirl. Is there one season or two seasons of it? I think there's two dude all these shows start to you know how it is they all start to mash together on you dude and it's hard but absolutely if you like ted now it's not as good as ted lasso don't get a twist i mean ted lasso is a a top five top six comedy type show for me all time anyway or sitcom type show dude i agree i do too maybe that's what we do dude maybe that's what we do uh during the summer here maybe we'll look at uh do our top 10 sitcoms of all time and why we have them that way in our top Oh, I know ours shows. won't match. Oh, I know ours won't. Dude, because I can already yeah. tell you now, and I'm spoiler alert, Scrubs is going to be number one for me, man. I mean, I just I love Scrubs. But I, like I Scrubs might would have Scrubs up there, but I will not have friends, and I will not have tears. <laughs> so, you know, right off the bat, everybody's going to be like, oh, my goodness. Well, you are a little darker. Jerry Seinfeld? Than, uh, nope. <laughs> you don't like Seinfeld? No. Dude. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, I know. Okay, now, dude, we've still got it's two corny to me. Well, it, dude, they're all a little corny, aren't they? I mean, if you're a sitcom, isn't that sort of the? Yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, I I, I truly get it. Uh, uh, yeah, everybody says the same thing. Yeah, not a fan. Wow, I'm I'm, I'm a little. See, I told you, we we would definitely be uh, different on that one. Wow, dramas. I mean, Soprano, you, you have to be a Sopranos fan, right? Uh, I think Sopranos is in the top five. Um, mine is The Wires up there. I would I, I would go in this – I would die on this hill. The first season of True Detective is outstanding. Outstanding. Now, as a series, as a whole, it's not as good. It doesn't carry, you know, two, three seasons deep like a lot of shows, which is often the criteria when you're talking about this kind of stuff. But the first season of True Detective is fantastic. Well, Michael Martin, my second-hour guest, is sitting across from me right now. And, dude, he feverishly started shaking his head yes when you said that about True Detective, dude. Oh, yeah. It, it is so spooky, and it, it's it's outstanding. outstanding. Isn't it Matthew McConaughey and uh, – Yeah, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Woody from – or Woody, Woody Allen. Woody Harrelson, Woody yes. Allen. 
Woody Allen. That's a different show. Also, also <laughs> scary. Yeah, also scary. Richard Clark, dude, uh, listen. Don't don't eat your depression away, okay? Don't you know? Uh, yeah, I've already started that. I think I've gained twenty pounds in the last, you know, whatever. Hey, be sure you can still fit in that uh, Moorhead City uh, motorboater shirt I got for you, okay? That'll work. There That'll work. Richard Clark, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you next week here on the Brian Hanks Show. All right, thanks for having me. There you go. That's Rich uh, coming up second hour, sitting across from me, Michael Martin, uh, as we will talk PGA and golf.